Welcome to Faith Family in the Force. I'm Oliver. And I'm Annabeth. Faith Family in the Force is a podcast about just that, our faith, our family, and our experiences while Oliver is in the Air Force. And on today's episode, we have a special interview with our friend Trent Hayes. But first, a word from our sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by Sea to Sea with Love. This military spouse-owned company connects you and your loved one during deployment through care package sticker kits. These sticker kits make it easy to send fun and creative care packages. I wish I had known about this company when Oliver was deployed. The peel and stick application makes it quick and easy to apply, plus it's so cute and affordable. Follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest at C2C with Love, or go to their website, shop c2cwithlove.com, which is in the description. And use code FAITHFAMILYFORCE, all caps, all one word, to get 10% off. That's FAITHFAMILYFORCE at checkout. What's going on, guys? So today on Faith Family and the Force, we have an awesome episode, and it's going to be an interview with our good friend Trent Hayes. He is an Atlanta-based music producer. Yeah, uh, we haven't interviewed anyone on the podcast in so long, so I'm glad it's you, someone we know. Because if not, I feel like we're just going to be rusty. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, there's a couple different ways, right? We're doing an in-person interview. So we're sitting here looking at Trent and he's looking at us and we're about to start this. So Trent, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Who is Trent Hayes? Yeah, so I am a husband, a Christian and music producer and um, just recently transitioned to Atlanta and um, I was living basically in the same area that you guys were for the past four years or so. But yeah, that's basically what I'm doing now. Um, making music for people, and that's it, you know? So when you say you like make music for people, like what is, go into a little bit more detail with that. Like what, what do you do? Like do you just sit in a recording studio with them? Like, you know, Dr. Dre and Eminem or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So there's two main things that I currently do. Um, so one of those is I will basically help artists create music. And that can look like an artist, you know, just has an acoustic guitar and they have a song that they wrote. They write down the lyrics, do the whole thing. And then what my job will be is to get together with them. We'll discuss like, is this going to be a pop song, country song or whatever? And then from then I'll help them with the instrumentation and basically put that into a musical form, get it mixed, get it radio ready, all of that stuff. Um, and then the other thing I do is I just create basically like instrumental production. So kind of similar to the other process, but this stuff is basically me just creating an instrumental by myself. Um, and I'll take that instrumental and basically, um, it's called licensing, but it's kind of like renting it out to people essentially. Um, and yeah, so basically just, I just make rentals and lease those out to artists on the internet and there's, so then do yeah. people sing? Like, yeah. And then so, so people will, will buy that instrumental and then they'll sing over it and, um, release it. And then there's, there's a lot of things in between. Like sometimes I'll just, I'll, mix some stuff that I, you know, that someone else has recorded or sometimes people will hire me just to play guitar on their records. Mm -hmm. Um, or sometimes there's like other producers who, um, want help pitching songs to other artists and, you know, I'll just basically create 
parts of sections like guitars and stuff and send them to them. So yeah, a lot of stuff. But the main thing I would say I do is I, I help artists um, put out their music. You know, that's basically at the heart of like what I do. Man, I love that. So how many instruments can you play? And what's like your favorite? What's your go-to? Yeah, so I do a little bit of guitar, bass, and keys. Definitely guitar is my my strong suit. Um, I've been playing guitar for a long time, you know, probably like 20 years or so. So most of my life I've been playing guitar. Um, and from that, um, you know, I, can, I, I, I picked up the bass and then because I got into production stuff, I do a little bit of the piano stuff. Um, but guitar is definitely my primary thing. Nice. Okay. So we met Trent through church here and became good friends with him and his wife, Annie, and we were sad that they moved. Um, but he played worship music at our church. Do you prefer worship music or do you prefer what other genre? Yeah. So as, as far as like secular music, like what, what I get paid to do is mostly like things that revolve around like pop music. Um, I'm very active in like worship music and I do like that. And there's some stuff that, you know, I've like produced for other churches and things like that. Um, but I kind of look at them like differently. I, honestly, it's it's hard to say which one I enjoy more because whenever I'm like producing for an artist or doing like my pop stuff, um, it can come from a little bit more of a um, like self-centered place. You know, I can just be like super open and like super creative and I'm, tr- I'm trying to serve a song um, when it comes to like like performing like worship music, you know, to me, that's like a completely different like purpose, like the music it's, it's, it's not serving the artist who's Mm -hmm. like singing it. And, um, it's more about like creating an environment in the room of like worship. So my head is definitely in like different places with each one. Um, but I, I really enjoy like the, the worship side of it, you know? Dude, that's awesome. And as Annabeth mentioned, we get to had the privilege of having Trent play guitar and listening to him play and do worship. And it's been a huge blessing knowing you and being in our small group and everything like that and seeing your musical talents on stage and just cheering you on. So I encourage all you listeners out there to cheer on your worship teams at, at a church and just be there for them. Cause sometimes I'd be curious how many people like come up to you guys and are like, Hey, you played really good today. Or like, that was an awesome vibe of the Holy spirit. <laughs> Um, it's a few, it's, it's not a ton. I know a lot of people will, there's a lot of people who like appreciate it, but they just don't say anything. And then that, and I know that just because I've just been doing it for so long and it'll be like, my wife will tell me that like someone told her that it was awesome or something. Um, and you know, sometimes we'll do like special openers where we come out with like a guitar solo or do something like that. And when I get to do some of the flashy stuff, I get you know, people will be like, that was awesome. But in my mind, like that stuff is like easy, like, isn't like difficult. Like there's so many like minute things that I do like on a regular Sunday that people probably don't think is hard. But to me, like, you know, I'm thinking like, Oh, my guitar tone is so good on this. Or like the way my touches when I'm doing this finger part, you know? Um, but you know, I don't expect people to like get, like hype about it or anything, but that's not really the point, you know, right. it's, it's not really supposed to be about, you know, the performances anyways, but you know, sometimes. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, I just think you should encourage your worship leaders yeah. and guitar players and stuff. I love that. Yeah. So kind of staying on this musical track with inspirations and people and things that have like inspired you, whether that's musically or just in life, who are some people or what, what's inspired you to keep playing music and staying in the producing business and just whether that's the worship scene or the pop scene or country scene or whatever, whatever vibe you're feeling. Yeah. So, um, what inspires me to, you know, keep working? Is that kind of what you're asking? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's basically, I, well, for one, the main thing is like, I just love music and I love being a part of that. Um, and if I wasn't doing it as a career, I would just still be doing it as a hobby. Um, so it's just a, it's just a bonus that I get to do it like all the time. So if I could get to a point to where I could do it for a living, like why would I not, you know what I mean? Um, but there's one thing I'm trying to like look at is, is, you know, it's not really about like what I can do. Like the, the end result is like who I'm helping, you know, because, um, when someone hires me to do something, it's not because they really like, they think I'm like the best guy ever. It's, it's because they're, they have a goal in their mind that they're trying to get to, Um, so I just like helping, um, artists, you know, get to like where they're, where they're trying to go. So whether that's like me creating an instrumental that someone licensed, or it's like me taking someone's song and like pushing it to the next level. But, you know, I get inspired by like current, like music that's out, like stuff that I think is awesome. I get inspired by like producers who I think are doing like really cool things, you know, sonically, Um, like my friends who I collaborate with, who come up with these cool ideas. So I'm always like listening and and seeing what's new and what's going on and just drawing inspiration, you know, from different places. That's cool. So who, like what musicians do you like? If you were going to just going to get in your car and listen to someone, who are you putting on? Yeah. So for me these days, um, I very much get into, I try to see like, what is new and like what people are into. Mm-hmm. And I try to find whatever's new. Like if I'm looking at like the billboard, like top 10 or something like that, or like Apple's like a list, like pop, I try to look at like the top songs that are popular within those. I find the ones that I resonate with mm-hmm. and the ones that, you know, I enjoy. Um, because, um, well, for one, like just in the nature of what I do, I have to stay, current and like understand like what's going on um but yeah and and the thing is too when when it comes to working in music is um there has to be like the passion like for it like you you have to do something that's actually like resonating with you because if I just Mm -hmm. saw that like you know Billie Eilish has like is 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 really popular right now and for instance I'm like oh I need to put out some like Billie Eilish like type like beats or instrumentals or whatever um and I just looked at it from just a straight like business point of like oh this is going to help me get to the next level um I'm probably not going to find as much success there as if Mm -hmm. I find something that I resonate with so for me um you know I'm just looking for kind of like what's popular and then like something that resonates with me that is still in that lane if that makes sense you know yeah totally Okay, so before you did all this, you were in the military. I was. And why did you join the military in the <laughs> first place? 
Yeah, man. Take us. A, this is a good one. Take us down memory lane and just like kind of walk us through. I guess what 18, 19 year old yeah. Hayes back in the day. Very different <laughs> uh, time. So yeah, I had always like loved doing music, and I, I've done that since I was a kid. And I was in bands in high school, and I wanted to like go to music college and do that kind of thing. My grades weren't super good and I didn't really have the financial support to do something like that. Um, and like, I didn't have a ton of like specific direction, you know, I think some parents are very much like a lot of people, like there's a lot of pressure, right? You know, a lot of people are like, Oh, you should do this. You should do this. I felt like I didn't have a lot of that, you know, it was just kind of like whatever. And then as soon as I, literally graduated I then my dad was like oh you need to do something like you know <laughs> and I was like oh well I guess, I guess you're right you know like <laughs> I'm 18 now I guess I, I was kind of like playing in a band but I wasn't gonna we just yeah stuff wasn't really going in the direction it should be but anyways <clears throat> my dad was like go talk to like an air force recruiter and I, I before that had never considered joining the military and I didn't think it was a good fit for me um but also like was it a time in my life where like I, I had a car that was like breaking down I had zero like no money really low paying job um and like really no like prospects to go to like school or anything like that so he was like yeah just go talk to air force recruiter and part of that you know like looked at a recruiter he was like oh yeah you can go live in like Japan and it's going to be awesome and you're going to be able to get a motorcycle <laughs> and you're going to be able to do this and oh it's so cool and then next thing you know I'm like going <laughs> to be in the military um so that is how I got in there okay and then what did you do so what was your job yeah so my primary job was I was an avionics technician on the B1 and um, so I did a six year enlistment and, um, ended up not being super great at my job <laughs> for being completely honest. And honestly, I was not a great fit for the job if, if, you know, we're being kidding. Yeah. That's, it just cracks me up it's, like to your recruiters and like yeah. going back to that and then probably not giving you all the truth and stuff. Oh about no, the there was military. lies. There was lies <laughs> from a lot of people. Yeah. That's like straight up. That's say. pretty commonplace, but a lot of people obviously have a lot of fruition that come out of joining the military for a little bit yeah. and good life experiences. So what, for like, sure. what did you, I don't know, just your time in the military, what did you do after you were a mechanic on the, the B1? Yeah. So, um, so what happened is, you know, so I'm working a job do not like it. And quite frankly, did not like being in the air force at the time. And I was just in a place like I was in South Dakota and I'm from Georgia, hated the cold weather. Like I didn't feel like I fit in with the military people. Like I just, I don't know. But anyways, that being said, um, I was having like a really bad day and I ended up going to the bowling alley to get some food. And there was flyers <laughs> for like one of the air force bands called like tops and blue. They were like, um, like seeking musicians for like the air force band and it was like travel around the world. I'm like, what? And then, um, at this time I was very much, we'll call it a bedroom guitar player. So if never, there was never really paid to play or anything specific like that, you know? Um, but anyways, I, I was in such a bad, I think 
if I wouldn't have been in such a bad position in my life, I don't think I would have had the confidence to be like, oh, I could do something like that. I didn't think, but anyways, um, I was just like, I got to try something. <laughs> so <laughs> it was, um, it, I ended up like auditioning um, to be in the Air Force Band, got in the Air Force Band and did a world tour that completely changed like the trajectory of my life because um, there was a lot of skills like I, I didn't have. Um, and I got to work with like professionals and was like essentially like trained, you know what I mean? To be yeah. a professional guitar player. And then when I got, um, because the way it works is you do the band for a year, then you, you come off and go back to your normal job. When I got back to my normal job, I had two years left. And at that point, like I was getting hired to go like play in like wedding bands and the weekends. I was like playing at bars and I, I, and so I wasn't like studying, trying to make staff or anything, but I was getting paid to like every weekend to go play. And like, sometimes I was making more doing that than I was in the military. Um, and then, so once I realized I was like, oh, there's value in this. And if I can do this in a state like South Dakota, <laughs> I could probably do this like somewhere else, you know? Right. I, I absolutely love that. And I mean, the military is just an interesting place. And we were talking about it earlier. Like we have this phrase, like drinking the Kool-Aid, you know, of the military. Yeah. It's kind of a culty type phrase, but like the it's dude, it is totally. And I would tell this to our listeners, it's okay. Whether you're a spouse or a military member and you're not like a hundred percent bought in, like that's just so normal. Yeah. Like you see that in corporate America, you know, and mm-hmm. just like any job you're doing, like it's okay. Maybe it's just a little stepping stone to get you, where you need to go. And I think that's a yeah. really cool transition, how you went from a mechanic on an airplane mm-hmm. to, oh, here I am at the the classic Air Force bowling alley, like yeah. trying to get a burger and a beer and just, oh, I saw a flyer. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. And I have like, you know, the utmost respect for like people who are, who are serving and doing like really like hard things in the military. Um, I feel like my time, I never really did an actual like deployment or something. So I almost feel like a little bit of like separation, you know, from me, um, to like other people. Um, but, um, yeah, you know, I think, I mean, I don't even do like a normal thing now. So I'm, I am very much just like wired differently, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, um, I think it's, it's great for like so many people, but like, even in like normal society, like my job is like not normal and like what I do isn't the regular. So I feel like it's no surprise that the military wasn't something I wanted to do for 20 years. Cause like my brain does not operate Mm -hmm. like to just, you know what I mean? Be in that kind of like structure. Yeah. So overall, so you're in for six years. Yes. What did you like? (laughs) Um, I mean, the band was like the biggest thing. Um, and (laughs) I got to do a couple, like, I got to do some like traveling, you Mm -hmm. know, I mean with the band, but outside of the band with my avionics thing, you know, we did, we went to like England a couple of times and did some stuff. So that was cool. Um, I mean, I, I did eventually get like my motorcycle and stuff and the cool car like everyone else does. And so that's there stuff, was some truth there to was, it. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, comp- <laughs> some of that was true. So, um, the financial stability at that time in my life was like, I feel like needed mm-hmm. and, it, and it helped me. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I that's, I mean, yeah, that's about yeah. it. Um, what was your least favorite? What did you, what was the worst part? Worst part about being in, um, I think the worst part about being in is that I just didn't feel like 
I, I just didn't feel like everyone else. You know, I had some friends who, like, <laughs> I had some friends I connected with, but a lot of those guys were, like, the quote-unquote dirtbags. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Because absolutely. it's just, like, um, the guys who, like, just didn't care about their haircuts. They just kind of, like, wanted to do their own thing. And I feel like I just resonated with that. And it make, when you're in, it makes you feel like you're, like, a bad person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and because you're stuck there, like you can't do anything. And I feel like you like start to build up resentment because you're in the thing. So I think like one of the hardest things for me was just like not finding like a sense of like community. Mm. Um, and, and also it's like most of my friends now are like, like I have like a lot of good friends, but, um, a lot of my great friends are just like people who I can just like talk to with they're like creatives and we can like talk about like similar like struggles and similar things and and the way we like work is like different um but just in the military you're just not going to have that because it's there's not as many people who are who are kind of like that so yeah it was just a it was a hard time for me to like find good friends and like I mean I have some friends that like were like pretty good and stuff but it just it's not quite the same yeah you know dude that's that's just tough like Cause I, I can understand that. And obviously like I'm not as creative minded. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of our listeners and just like the overall military environment, they have that sense of belonging because it's structured that way to fit a certain type personality and everything. But like, I think back to some of the other like creative people who are in the military, mm-hmm. like you have Elvis Presley, Morgan Freeman, the basis for Soundgarden was like a special forces army. <laughs> Great, Green yeah. dude. Like there's a list in, uh, Adam driver, you know, the star, Star Wars, new, newer Star Wars guy was in the Marines for a while. Yeah. And so I think for you and I think for a lot of creative people in the music industry or Hollywood or whatever, it can provide a really unique stepping stone and like experiences that you'll, you'll have and can look back on and be like, yeah, that was, that was good. There were some yeah. bad parts and that's just a beautiful part about life. So absolutely kind of like one of our more important questions and that's kind of interesting is transitioning from the military to the music industry. Mm -hmm. Like, can you talk a little bit about that? What that was like? Yeah. So I got out in 2018. Um, so I will say this, I was very, (laughs) because of, you know, I had the plans to get out almost from the beginning. So that, (laughs) that being said, I was very intentional with my savings and I was very intentional with my, like saving up terminal leave. So I maxed out terminal leave. I think it was like 70 something days. Mm-hmm. So because I knew I could get out and still be getting paid by the military, yeah. saved up a lot of money, you know, so I went in all my TDYs and everything, saved up just a lot of money because I had planned on like um, just having to, to get like acquainted with playing live and doing the whole thing. So um, the way it worked, one of my friends, he was living um, where we are now in Florida and was playing, uh, professionally. And a lot of people can do that here. Cause if a lot of the listeners probably don't know, but we live in like a tourist area mm-hmm. in Florida and there's a lot of just live music being played and there's a lot of demand for it. So it's not uncommon, uncommon to meet people who are like, you know, play music for a living. Just they get these four hour gigs at the bars and stuff. So, um, he was doing that. And the idea was I was going to get out the military and come, um, basically start a band here and we were going to do original music and then make our money by playing at the bars and stuff. And what he said was pretty much true. Like I got here literally like 
driving up the U-Haul, like unloading the stuff. He's like, dude, I got a gig for us tonight. Like, let's go like, <laughs> play literally as soon as I got here. Um, and it, it took a while for me to like build up like my income. Um, and then the other side of that was like getting my finances like as low as I could. Um, so I, I was thinking about this like years back, you know, I, I was thinking about getting out to play music. So, um, so I was just very intentional. I think that's like what made it like like pretty smooth. I mean, within like three months, three or four months of like being here, I was like, quote unquote, like full time. Um, and yeah, I mean, and that was it. And then so, you know, I, I was doing the band stuff for, for a while, just like playing at bars, playing at weddings, doing like whatever. And then, you know, eventually I found that I just actually like being at home with my like <laughs> wife and my dog and working the hours of nine to five rather than like nine to one. So, um, ended up, um, yeah, just moving into like the producing space, which has been honestly like a great fit for me and I love it. That's awesome. So if you were to give like people advice that are about to get out of the military, what would you advise them when they're looking for new jobs and especially going from a job that was not the same at all as your job that you had in the military? Yeah. So one thing I, I, I hear a lot is, you know, they talk about like, a lot of people get concerned about like security and like quote unquote stability. Right. Um, I mean in the military, like you have contracts. So, I mean, that is t- that uh, there is stability there. Um, but a lot of people and then you hear when you're getting out, they're like, yeah, it's just completely different out there and blah, blah, blah. And you know, a lot of people think like certain jobs are like, oh, well this isn't that risky because of, yeah, this is a good company. Like I'll be here. But I mean, companies are just like larger versions of like entrepreneurship and stuff like that. And, um, like companies close and like things happen. Um, but but that being said, I, I think like a lot of like the stability thing that people have in their minds is like things aren't really as stable as like you even think they are. Um, so being an entrepreneur, I th- you're only as valuable, like whether it's like you showing up to work, like doing your work and, and, you know, providing quality work, like that's what creates your stability, you know, cause if you show up and, and don't work, like you're not going to have any stability and you'll eventually get fired. So with entrepreneurship, it's very much the same thing. Um, so if someone is going to pursue something that's entrepreneurial, like starting a business and stuff like that, I feel like a lot of people will try to like talk you out of it and they say like, yeah. go safe, but like really like you create your own safety. Wow. Um, and there's even, I mean, the people who are really doing it, like they're actually really smart. So when they have good months, they build up like full emergency funds, just like the businesses. So like Publix or whatever, like the local one down the street, I'm sure they have like a six or 12 month emergency fund, like already set up and they're very intentional. So you can run your life as like a business, but people who aren't doing business stuff or whatever, I would just say like, um, start preparing as soon as you can. Um, and I think like personal finance is like such a huge, like part of that. Um, and I'm like very much into, you know, just trying to like lower your overhead as much as you can, like live a comfortable, comfortable life, but mitigate risk is, is, 
as much as you can. So, um, you know, not really into like having debt and stuff like that. It's like a personal thing. But, um, I think if you could just like minimize like your risk and really just start planning ahead, like, um, it's not really as bad as, is what some people make it out to be. Yeah. I, dude, I love that man, because this, you have your defined goal, the thing you want, and then sitting down and being intentional about it. Annabeth and I talk all the time on our podcast and all 70 something episodes. And we probably bring up being intentional at least once or twice a podcast because there's so much truth to it. And just, it's the way to do it. It's just like yep. putting your mind to it and that's it doing it and doing it just not just not talking about it or thinking about it literally action you know yeah for sure do you have anything else hmm i don't think i do trent do you have any anything you want to add or any shout outs on the podcast and obviously we're going to link all of trent's information atlanta-based music producer trent hayes we'll link all that stuff here in the the show notes and have a blurb when we post the episode yeah um no i mean i appreciated you guys you know, having me on. Um, one thing, you know, I think that has um, helped me with, with these transitions and stuff like that is just, you know, the support from my wife, Annie. You know, she's amazing. She Love is my the life. best. And she, yeah, <laughs> she's awesome. So, you know, um, having someone like solid like that in your life is, uh, you know, a huge help. So it's not definitely not all, all me figuring this stuff out. For sure. <laughs> you know. All right, guys. Well, we hope you enjoyed the interview and we're looking forward to doing some more of these in the future episodes to come.